You're listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Listen as Paul Roberts, Susan Finch, and Jim Obermeyer talk B2B podcasting tips for companies, speakers, authors, marketing teams, and the C-suite. Thank you, Susan. Susan is our announcer for Behind the Mic. I am Jim Obermeyer, your host today. The subject today is how to get guests for your podcast. Now, some say getting a guest for your podcast is easy, and some say not so easy. During this Behind the Mic show, we talked to Sheena McKinney, the producer for Matt Hines's popular sales pipeline radio program and podcast. She has booked Oh, 253 or so guests for Matt's weekly program at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time each Thursday. Sheena McKinney is executive assistant to President Matt Hines of the Hines Marketing Group. She thrives on utilizing both natural and honed people and project skills for Hines Marketing Headquarters. Sheena is the glue that holds everything together and the one who makes things happen. And I know this personally working with her for five years on Sales Pipeline Radio. With over 30 years executive administration experience from a variety of sectors, she brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to help keep everything running smoothly. Sheena, welcome today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We approached you because now it's pushing five years that you and Matt have worked together on Sales Pipeline Radio. And with all the guests that you've had and all the authors and all the company presidents and CFOs and sales trainers and all kinds of interesting people, you've pretty well run into all of it when it comes to getting guests. Now, how do you find the right guests for your audience for Sales Pipeline Radio? Does, does Matt provide guidance? Does he, do you know exactly what he's looking for? Jim, we're very fortunate in that Matt has a great network of influencers and professionals in the sales and marketing field. And so fortunately, his reputation kind of precedes him. And as he is talking with various leaders and actually sometimes prospective customers, he will sometimes invite them to be on the show. I think the true secret actually is he's been very selective from the beginning, really sticking to our mission and goal to have the brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. So he's been very selective and really truly wanting to interview people that would bring a lot of value to the show and to the listeners. Uh, As a result, honestly, we don't go looking for podcast guests anymore. I get every day multiple requests from various PR firms and individuals asking to be on the show. That was one of my questions. So you don't really find it difficult to find guests. I know some of the agencies out there say, oh, well, we find guests for you because it's so difficult to get guests. And yet I haven't experienced it and neither have you uh, so far. And Matt started this program. You and Matt started this bi-weekly and then went weekly after about six months. So far, like 253 uh, programs, I don't know, 117, 120,000 listeners so far. So some of the shows have had well over a thousand listeners. Guests are approaching you to be on the show, and you mention the public relations firms pitching you about clients. Don't you love the public relations firms? They are uh-huh. so good. They give you all the information that you need. It's always on time. You get the bios, you get the phone numbers, you get the photographs. How many times does the guest ask for questions up front 
before the show begins, a couple of days before? Do many of them ask for the questions? Some do. Sometimes it's the PR person as well, that they're trying to estimate what their guest is going to want and need, ask for a lot of upfront information. Many are representing people who are versed and comfortable with podcasts and don't ask for a lot. We don't actually offer a a meeting ahead of time with Matt. We don't ask for questions. In fact, if someone asks us for predetermined questions, we actually encourage them to just keep it a casual conversation. I ensure them that Matt makes it fun and makes it go really fast and it's really casual. I think that's one of the keys in getting people to say yes when he does ask, I guess, is making it low key, keeping it simple, letting them know there's not a big agenda and letting them know that Matt truly does make it fun and and interesting and he is a natural conversationalist. Once people start the interview, they see that and experience that and and seem to feel comfortable and then it makes for a great interview. That's true. He always is the best and the brightest, doesn't Mm -hmm. he? Now, what about podcasting agencies? Are you getting some booking firms that are coming to you also that represent uh, authors and uh, CEOs and people like this? We do. I will say some of the PR people aren't as good as you were mentioning earlier as far as providing all the information. Before I submit any inquiry to Matt for consideration, I sometimes have to do the work for them where I'll, I'll find the bio link on LinkedIn usually. And I'll make sure when I'm presenting that to Matt in an email that he has that so that he wants to look further into that person. He can decide whether or not he wants to interview them. That LinkedIn connection really makes a difference. For him to be able to just read about the person, you'd be surprised. Some of the PR firms and podcast groups don't always include the bio to to the person. They'll, They'll include some information in the body of the email, but... I always make sure the link itself so that Matt can go look at that person's LinkedIn profile or other website bio so he can look further and really check them out because he's, like I said, very selective. Now, do you have a subject in mind that you want covered? Some programs I have, I I think about a, a subject, for instance, today's subject, how to get guests for your podcast. So I thought about that subject and I thought, then who should I talk to about that? And we went to the most experienced person that we know putting on podcasts on the Fomorado channel, you. Do you and Matt come up with subjects first sometimes and then seek a guest? Not generally. Matt is, again, selective about the person. So it's a lot about the person and what value they can bring. Normally we book the guest and sometimes in their email conversation when he's invited them to be on the show, it's based on conversation or subject that they've been discussing or that they, he knows they are passionate about and will suggest that. But many times we're also interviewing people who may have something to promote in the way of a book or an event or a downloadable asset, like a survey or mm-hmm. research findings and things. And so we're helping in a sense to promote those things in that person. One of my task lists every week is on Monday mornings, I send him a request, what's the title of the show? And generally, he'll know based on that person and what their expertise is, is where the title will usually come from. Do you think this show has helped Heinz Marketing be introduced to these? You've had at least 250 plus people on the programs. And I should imagine it's introduced Heinz Marketing into a lot of companies that didn't know about you before. Absolutely. And honestly, Sometimes that's 
part of the criteria and the guests we choose is it may be someone we want to work with. That definitely makes sense. Once you get an agreement, what do you ask them to provide you? Matt's looked at him and said, okay, I'd like him. We know what our subject's going to be. What then do you ask them to provide you with so you can do the post and the artwork and help Matt and make sure the post goes well so people can read about the person and then listen to the show? So what do you ask for? Honestly, in the beginning, we asked for a lot. We asked for their bio and their LinkedIn profile and their picture and some talking points. Now, we do not ask for anything other than their phone number. So I use to schedule the actual podcast interview. I use Calendly and I set it up so that it appears on Matt's calendar, but the email comes to me. And in the forms that they fill out to schedule, I obtain their phone numbers that we need to do the recording. So literally when they pick a date, we're getting their phone numbers and that's all we ask for. When I create the graphic and we do our promotion, I'm just taking a moment to get their LinkedIn profile image, the link to their LinkedIn profile itself and to their company. And if it's someone we know is an author or has some research or other things that they're promoting, I'll grab those links and we'll include those in the show notes. And of course, as you know, we also put the transcript and the recording on our own website, on our blog every Monday morning. And I include those as well. So I grab those myself real quick. I think one of the keys to getting people to say yes, especially again, we use a pretty selective group of people to interview and many of them are very busy and have limited time. So my tip kind of for people is don't ask too much. They're going to say yes if you don't ask for much. If they just have to show up and they have to answer their phone and talk to Matt for 30 minutes, they're more likely to say yes. So we keep it really simple. That makes sense. I, I usually ask for the, uh, obviously the phone number. I don't use Calendly. I use it personally, but I haven't used it for people booking. So that's very interesting that you use that. And then you get the phone number and then you just don't wait for all this other stuff to come in. You go out and find it. And you're right with LinkedIn today, it's pretty easy to find the photograph and the bio if you need it for Matt and the LinkedIn, the LinkedIn address, et cetera. So that's, that's a also where I get their Twitter handle that we also use when we publish the transcript on our blog post and of course for promotion and okay we've been speaking with sheena mckinney we've been talking about how to get guests for your podcast we'll be back in just a moment after we hear from someone who pays the bills here we'll be right back how do you continue to drive predictable revenue in an increasingly unpredictable time Creating a revenue growth engine is no small task, nor is it one that can be done overnight. And these days it can feel harder than ever to hit your stride. So how can you overcome the obstacles? Read the new research report on the state of predictable revenue growth from Sixth Sense and Heinz Marketing. Get it now at hub.sixcents.com slash PRG. That's hub the number six s-e-n-s-e dot com slash p-r-g and if you're listening this morning and thinking you know i'd like to tell my story i'd like to create a podcast for my company and brand well can't be any easier 
If you want to establish your thought leadership and show what you know and who you know, start conversations with people you never would otherwise reach and build your personal brand, Funnel Media can make it simple. We take podcasters and put them on the air. Separate yourself from the crowd. Contact Funnel Media to bring your story to life. We make it easy and convenient. Just go to podcastsmadeeasy.com. And now back to the second half of our show. Thank you, Paul. Paul Roberts has been with me for 11 years on our various radio programs. He runs OC Talk Radio, and he's got a, over a million listeners every year to his station just for OC Talk Radio, and our own Funnel Radio is part of that show syndication. Paul has a lot of experience, and we've been very lucky to have him, and he's, he plays sometimes a sidekick for Matt, too, doesn't he? Those two guys really have a lot of fun together on the program. They do. If, if it's not talking about sports, it's talking about surfing or something crazy as they mm-hmm. get started. Well, we've been going over how to get the guests for your podcast. Sheena's talked to us about how she gets people. She doesn't ask for a lot of information. Matt reviews everyone beforehand. So Matt doesn't meet with them. What about cancellations? Have you had very many cancellations through the years? We have actually. It's typical that people are busy, things come up. One of the ways that I help mitigate that is every Monday I send a reminder. I have an email that I literally copy so that I don't have to reinvent the wheel every week, but I have an email that at the end I copy and paste from Calendly the actual links that say reschedule here or cancel here. So that when I send the reminders on Monday, included in that email are the links so that it would automatically for me correct Matt's calendar and their calendar and gives them the opportunity right there just with the click of a link to reschedule. And of course those notices come to my email box and then I use that to update my own. I have an Excel spreadsheet I use where I keep track at a glance of all the guests, the titles, their their links, etc. And then I can update that. I also send to Matt the day before, sometimes the day of our podcast, what I call the queue. And he likes to forecast sometimes on the show, say, and coming up in next week. So he'll preview and forecast some of the guests coming up. Having that all in one place is really handy. And for the cancellations, it's kind of automated that way. Now, every now and then, I'm sure you get a cancellation. Somebody a couple of weeks ago or three or four weeks ago, you had somebody there, they were stuck on a plane someplace and, yeah. and couldn't make it. And Matt's well known for doing his show solo and with some of his favorite subjects. And I think some of those shows are some of his best shows. So every week there's a show regardless whether yeah. the guest cancels at the last minute, but you don't seem to have too many of those cancellations. We've got some shows that it might cancel one out of 10, and you don't seem to have that many. I guess the higher the title sometimes, and the busier they are sometimes, the more you might get a cancellation. Yeah. But uh, Matt knows a lot of these people, and they really like showing up. How often do you have repeat guests on the show? We have had a handful. There are some that really enjoy it and who are natural and have offered to be on hand anytime and uh, a few that Matt knows that have been on the show a couple times sometimes their return to the show is because they have a new book or a new event that they're wanting to promote and Matt's very generous in helping other people in their endeavors and so we'll have them back on and in fact this week have Jeb Blount on from Sales Gravy he's uh, been on before and he's got a new book coming out so we'll be discussing that amongst other things yeah I saw it on the schedule I'm looking forward to the program 
He's always an entertaining person. How far ahead do you book guests generally? There's no cutoff. As I said, I have my Calendly and it's only used for this. And since our show is the same time every week, it's it goes on for forever. If I know Matt's traveling or on a vacation in the future, I just block out those dates so they can't be booked. At the moment, we're booked out to the middle of September. Sometimes if our queue's looking a little low, then I'll I'll let Matt know and he'll he'll kind of put feelers out and, and send some personal invitations by email. Generally speaking, they're kind of coming to us. As I said, when they come in, I I also have a little tip in my Outlook. I use quick parts where I literally start typing the first couple letters of a phrase. It pops up and I have a little kind of auto reply that I usually customize as well. So it'll say, thank you for reaching out and thank you for your kind words. And basically just letting people know very quickly when they inquire that I will pass this on to Matt and we'll let you know if you'd like to extend invitation. I also have another one because many of the people that are approaching us will follow up with me until they get a no or a yes. And I also have another auto reply, which lets people know. And again, I usually customize it if necessary to personalize it, but it just saves me a lot of time, makes it handy to be able to reply very quickly and let them know. I'm really sorry when Matt gets a lot of requests and he usually will bite right away if he's interested and if he doesn't, but I'll keep your information on hand for future consideration and I thank them and it makes it just kind of a smooth and quick process for me. And as you know, I and the person listed on our podcast website and on our website to be the point of contact. So I protect quote unquote Matt from too many inquiries. I try to keep his inbox not too, too full with requests so that he can just uh, receive them from me and I alert him and help him when I forward these requests for guests to Matt I put in capital letters offer to be on SPR so he knows right away what, what's coming here's another tip for PR people a lot of times their subject line doesn't include the name of the guest that they're proposing and so again to help Matt I put that in there so when he sees in his busy inbox an email that says offer to be on SPR he sees the person's name Sometimes he recognizes it, sometimes he doesn't, but then right away he sees, okay, who is it is being suggested? And then, as I said, if the person from the PR group or whoever is offering to be on the show has not included a link to their bio or LinkedIn profile, I I put that in there so Matt can just really quickly assess whether or not he thinks it's someone who fits the bill of best and brightest in the B2B marketing and sales industry and or someone that he wants to work with. What does the guest receive after the program? Now, this is a live program for those of you who don't know how things work on Funnel Radio. We have a live program. Thursday mornings, we broadcast many programs. And then it's edited and the podcast is posted within a few days. What does the guest get after this is all over with? After this is over with, once again, I have an automatic email that's I've crafted that I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. And it, I search for the one I sent last, and then, of course, I customize it. But I send them, not until we actually publish podcasts on salespipeonradio.com. So once it's published, that means the graphics are there. That means the, the blurb and the bio is there. Once that's actually published, I send them a link to their published show. I send them the two graphics that are created ahead of time. One is a Twitter graphic. One is what we call a you know a show graphic. It's a square image. I also send them the embed widget code so that if they want to put a player on their website or anywhere, 
that they can do that. I also put a link to our blog with the date that their show will be featured when we do the transcription and the recording. So that's what they get. I keep track myself of when I've done that. Another little thing I do is every week, I at that point in time, once it's published, I go to LinkedIn, I find them, and then I send them a personal message and a request to connect saying, hey, here's your link to your show. Thank you so much for being on Sales Pipeline Radio. And I also emailed it to you. So this is my way of kind of increasing my own network and connecting with these various guests that we have. Sometimes they'll respond and thank me. And sometimes as I send that email back to them, as we call kind of their promotional items, their PR people then will take it and run with it. And the, the amount of promotion that they do is, you know, very individual to each group and how much help they have. But most people are really appreciative and excited to promote the show on their own channels in their own ways. Well, Matt's pretty well known. So it's nice to get their name connected to Matt. Sheena, do you get a transcript for every show? We do. We get a transcript for every show. It comes back pretty quickly and utilize one of our junior marketing assistants, uh, a gal that's working for us remotely. And it's her job every week to do the quality control and kind of editing because the transcripts are great, but they're not perfect. She cleans that up and starts that into our blog every week. Every show has three to 5,000 words in it in a 25 minute show. And Matt's pushing 254, 55 shows. Now he's got enough for three or four books and mm -hmm. all the people he's met. So it's really interesting what you guys have created. Well, Sheena McKinney, you've answered our questions today, how to get guests for your podcast. You've given us a lot of tips that can be used. You're really the producer of this show for Matt Hines, and we appreciate all the work you do because we know it's always organized when we get the schedule and the studio and everybody lined up to produce a live show. It's always fun and interesting uh, on live radio and then the mm -hmm. podcast replays. How can someone reach you if they'd like to book a program with Matt, or maybe you can give somebody some tips. Email me at Sheena, S-H-E-E-N-A, at Heinz Marketing. It's H-E-I-N-Z, like the ketchup, but not related, marketing.com. Again, Sheena at HeinzMarketing.com. Of course, on Sales Pipeline Radio, my link to my name is there as well, and is always on our blog at HeinzMarketing.com. Every Monday morning, we have the transcript and the recording, and there's also a link there to reach me there. Sheena, thank you very much for taking your time out today to do this. Great tips. And we look forward to hearing Matt this week on Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio Channel. Never miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more.